0: These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Shot ja on Score North and scorenorth.com.
2: you want to be kind of the face of the franchise or the, I guess, official captain, whatever you want to call it? just want to be a winner. So since I came here, I want to win. I want to bring this
1: organization about to winning, and I want to be a winner. All that other stuff is, that I leave that up to the all to speculate and write about stuff, so and win.
0: Ugh, I get so triggered by Carl. <laughs> there was another quote too in the in the that was kind of the postseason recap from late last week. We've been stuck in Vikings Draftville and Wild season endingville and whatnot. So we're we're gonna circle back here on this statements episode of Minnesota sports with Mackie and Judd. You're home for Minnesota sports entertainment speculation and therapy. But uh, he said something else like. He had to sacrifice shots so that Anthony Edwards could be oh, yeah. kind of the, the, the number one I guy saw. and stuff. Like, yes. like. that's the You don't have to say that part out loud, man. You just kind of keep that behind the scenes. Cool. Or...
1: And is that really a bad thing that you had to sacrifice shots, dude? I mean, I don't know.
0: Yeah. So anyhow, uh, let's just jump into it here. It's a Statements Monday on the show. And I'll hit you guys with the first one here. The Carl Anthony Towns trade rumors have already begun, and we should get used to it. All right, this is from Heavy.com, who has an NBA insider named Sean Devaney. So this is sourced out. These are conversations with NBA executives here from Heavy.com. This came out like three days ago, but I have seen almost no circulation of this report. So allow us to bring this to the light. This is the first of, my guess, many different Carl anthony Towns Trade reports. More likely than not, the New York Knicks will need another piece if they want to win a championship. It acknowledges, hey, they're in the playoffs. They got to the second round, but and they lost yesterday to a depleted Miami Heat team. And the Knicks are depleted because Julius Randle was out. But it could be the piece that they've been eyeing for a while. Timberwolves star forward Carl Anthony Towns. Quote from a league source. The interest in making this trade happen would be mutual for sure. Cat and the Knicks are intertwined. To some people, it's more a matter of when the Knicks go after him, not if. Before I continue here, what are your thoughts on this? My thoughts are this.
1: One, I guess I'm slightly surprised because the, the Knicks with the currently constructed roster are, are in the second round the playoffs they of course lost to the heat i think at the garden on sunday but nonetheless um i guess my question is what would the knicks be willing to part with but you know the tie-in to a certain point to tibbs but much more so to cat's main guy at what caa leon rose if i'm not mistaken who now is the president of the knicks makes it make sense cat would go go home It has always seemed the most logical that if he's going to be traded and you're going to maximize your return, it is either with the Nets or the Knicks. And so I find this to be very intriguing, I think would be the correct words.
0: It gets even more intriguing here when they flesh out some of the details. Again, this is from Heavy.com. An Eastern Conference executive told Heavy Sports, quote, you can still sell high on Towns, even if it was not a great year for him. He, was, he signed to a contract. He's still only 27 years old. He's a good player. But you need to have a tougher team around him. You want him in a comfort zone. That's why the Knicks are always coming up. He's from Jersey. He has a base there. Personnel-wise, it would be a good mix. Everyone knows the connections there. Everyone knows that there is an interest. The Knicks are in position to offer both picks and established players in a potential trade. They have three extra first rounders through 2025 and a solid base of talent to put around Anthony Edwards, depending on which combinations of players get traded. The Eastern executive continued, quote, you can send Obi Toppin. You can send Quentin Grimes, who's a great three-point shooter. He's like a six-foot-six shooting guard, three-point shooter. Miles McBride. They don't want to trade Emmanuel quickly. I would push back on that. Uh, But if the target is Towns, maybe they would change that stance. You'd play Towns at the five if you're in New York, so they'd probably have Mitchell Robinson in the deal sent to a third team. A lot of possibilities, and Minnesota might be a better team by putting all of it on Edwards and getting the right pieces from that mix for Anthony. This is super interesting. Now, you could argue, okay, would a Jalen Brunson, Carl Anthony Towns, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, is that does that work? There's the whole Tom Thibodeau thing, right? Tom Thibodeau. Right. You could argue one of two ways. Hey, he had cat in Minnesota, so this would be a great another tie-in, right? Or you could argue, ah, he had cat in <laughs> Minnesota. I don't know if he's gonna wanna trade some of these other versatile young players, but mm-hmm. I find this really interesting. And and uh old MacKadak, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow's the day, old MacKadak gives you the five trade ideas involving Carl Anthony Towns. One of them is the Knicks, and there's a bunch of different pieces here. Like if you could build a deal around Obi Toppin was a former top ten overall pick. He's a dunk champion, right? He's just—he's a six foot nine, bouncy, springy sort of power forward wing type player. Um, he's not as good as Karl Anthony Towns. Emmanuel quickly is sort of a point guard combo guard, but I think those guys together—they're both just up tempo, bouncy, slashing players that can shoot some threes too. Now, guys like that to me would actually fit better around. Anthony Edwards than Carl Anthony Towns does. So I'm very interested in this Knicks possibility.
1: What's the draft pick compensation to? That's my so, biggest question with all the Gobert picks lost to the Jazz.
0: And you'd have to, like, there's like a salary match component here, and some of the players that you'd be eyeing don't make a lot of money. So there's the Fournier contract. There's You'd have to bulk up with some players and probably find a third team to ship some of these guys to. But I would say if you could get, like, Toppin... And Grimes, or I, dude. If you could get Toppin and quickly, and then figure out how to make the salary match work, I'd only really, I'd maybe ask for one first. This is probably lowballing, but I would ask for Toppin quickly and like a future first round pick, and then figure out some maybe we eat the the forty eight contract or something. Okay, that's probably less than other people are going to kill me for that. But I'm really asking for more. I'm really high on quickly and topping as just good young players, so I... Right. Cool, if you want to give us three first-round picks, let's start the asking price at three.
1: I was going to say, I don't think... But if going they negotiate going, down to one... We only want one. one, but if you want to give us three, I'll look a lot better in the media.
0: <laughs> but if they negotiate down to one and I get right. a couple good young players, then okay. Maybe it's two. How about two first-round picks and two good young players?
1: You're dealing against yourself. <laughs> I mean, if you want to. If you don't, that's okay, too. <laughs>
0: I'm also probably overvaluing these Knicks young players, and also just want Cat gone from Anthony Edwards' orbit. But uh, I'm out on Cat,
2: so Kat.
0: I'm done. All right, Dex, are you. What do you think about the Cat Knicks rumors here?
2: Yeah, got to explore just trading him. I think you have to at this point. Um, you can't run this team back. You just can't. Like it, it, the the two bigs, the two twin towers, if you will, in Gobert and Goldberg and Cat. It didn't work. Go Bears fit in general is just awkward, but now you're kind of stuck with this contract. I don't think they can just offload it to someone. I don't think one's just going to take it off your hands without you also taking on another bad contract. You have to make some other type kind of tweak, and it might be unnecessary to some people to say, "Well, why would you trade Cat? Well, he's the most tradable asset you have, and that's why you'd have to do it."
0: And see, I don't think it's a bad. I don't think it's a bad contract necessarily. It's. It depends, like. If for the Timberwolves, I think it's a bad contract because you also have the Rudy contract and Anthony Edwards is your number one player. So in that case, it's like, all right. But if you can absorb the... If you're the Knicks and you can absorb the contracts, and he becomes your second best player or third best player, and but it doesn't matter that he makes $50 million and you're willing to pay luxury tax, then it's kind of... It might be a bad contract for some teams. It might not be for other teams. So we'll see.
1: Is that last... Um, or? The- the response to the cat, a quote off the Mike Max question that Declan played to start the show. Is that not, like, again, just another nail in the maddening coffin of this guy and his, you know, I mean, he literally gets up there when things are good and talks about, or or at times when things are bad and talks about how he leads, right? This is my team. I got to do this. And Mike asks him basically a question for him just to say, yeah, you know what, good yeah. or bad, I consider this. And instead it's like, that's all for you to, to speculate on. I
0: what? think... He, he just kind of, he seems uncomfortable in his own skin all the time. I just get a little uncomfortable listening to him speak about the team and himself because yeah. it feels like he doesn't, it almost feels like listening to a 21-year-old talk about the team or something. I just, I don't know. I think he has some, like, soul-searching to do. He just doesn't seem fully confident in himself as a leader or a player, as a person. And I think other Jimmy Butler... I think other people can sense it too, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So,
2: all right. Okay. Dex, go ahead. So I want to bring this to the table here. Cause I just my my statement is I don't I truly don't know how this is possible. So Optus Sports tweeted out over the weekend. Since the Twins won the World Series in nineteen ninety one, Twin Cities teams have made the playoffs. 50 times in the four men's major sports, that being MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL. They have all 50 times failed to even reach the championship round. No other metro area that has all four major teams in their market has had even 30 straight playoff trips without making the finals. The next closest team during that reign was Washington until the Capitals won their Stanley Cup in 2018. They had 29 straight Washington franchise runs in the playoffs without a championship run. So of those 50 Twin Cities teams, 16 of them have been by the Vikings, 13 by the Wild, 11 by the Wolves, 9 by the Twins. And we also include one North Stars run because they did make the playoffs one other time. Uh, before uh, shortly before leaving and being relocated to Dallas. So 16 appearances for the Vikings in the playoffs, 13 appearances for the Wild, 11 for the Wolves, 9 for the Twins, 1 extra for the North Stars. Zero championship experiences, dude. I don't know how... And I know it's my entire lifetime. I was born in 92, so I was born a year after the Twins won the World Series. But it's remarkable. When you break it down like that, it is very sad, but also incredibly frustrating that not once has one of these teams and there have been some fluky teams in the four men's major sports that have made championship runs randomly and not once has a minnesota sports team stumbled into that it's remarkable. it's almost
0: double the amount of the next right cuz you said no other team has had even 30 correct and we just hit 50 i think i think we should get the flag
1: i what's, we what's did wrong? it 50 like, which one? I got so many flags. Just start get, them get them all. Get them all. Start waving um, flags. A, all four flags. There's one. There's one. Um, wild flag. Hold on. I'll get that. There's yeah. I, I put my flag Wolves flag out. away
0: for the offseason. Uh, there okay. there,
1: there's, dueling, there's the dueling flags. I mean, think about
0: that. Dude, that's amazing. We're not even, you know, we are asking for championships. But in this particular case, we're not even asking for championships. Just go get swept in the Stanley Cup finals or something, and you wouldn't be on this list. 50.
2: 50. 50
0: straight playoff appearances without reaching the championship round since 1991.
1: Mm. And aside from aside from the Vikings, you know, in that time being to, what, three NFC championship games, you know, the Wolves got to a conference finals once, right? But for the most part, first round and out. The Wild got to a conference finals in year three, but for the most part, first round and out. Lucky if you get mm-hmm. to the second round. Um, the closest that the Twins got since then is what the the uh, L. C. S. Angels won. in two thousand two was that. So yeah. four. So
0: four conference Rally trips monkey? for the Vikings, one conference trip for the Wild, one conference trip for the Wolves, one for the Twins. So seven, if my math is right. So only seven times out of the 50 did they get to the conference finals. Right, which is also
2: damn near impossible. <laughs> and I think what's even more – so I was – that was those are formable years as a young sports fan for Declan. So those, you know, 2001, so 41 Donut basically, 2000 through 2004, I saw all four teams get to the doorstep. As from like ages 10, 11, 12, 13, right? I saw all four of the teams that I watched the most get to, hey, we are on the doorstep of going to the championship round. And the Vikings have been back twice – to their credit they've been back twice and the other three major sports teams have mostly just fell on their face every time they go to the playoffs Amazing, god something in the water man there's something
0: in the air we're trying to we're trying to change it here do our part you just want just just go get your ass kicked in a championship series that you know, we should lower the bar here i know we say championships here how about just go get beat 56 to 3 by the chiefs in a super bowl and we can hang the banner <laughs> let's make it happen <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. No, they they don't get a bad. No, I'm not waving no flag this time. They don't get the flag. And, but uh, I will play off Dex's statement with one of my own, and it's this. My statement is, don't you dare ask for my sympathy. I'm talking to you, Boston sports fans. <laughs> oh, woe is us. The Bruins, one of the great regular season NHL teams of all time, got beat by Florida. This is, a, oh, this is Boston sports, man. This is the heartbreak that we expect. Bleep you okay you've got super bowls plural you've got stanley cups you've got nba championship you've got world series titles again plural and last night you know i saw i saw god bless them boston sports fans putting out their uh twitter videos you know like just distraught like i could just tell this was coming this is just how things end here sometimes Okay, you have if, if you are Declan's age, you are literally yeah, swimming spoiled. in a pool of Lombardies, the Commissioner trophy, the LOB, the Stanley Cup. Like you can't you can't swivel around without accidentally hitting a trophy in your lifetime. And I got spot pack. Yeah, Pac. And you want Pac. people to feel sorry for you because your your historic Bruins team choked. No, don't you dare ask for my sympathy.
0: Yeah. You also can't really be shocked about anything in hockey. I know. it's Oh, that's a historic Bruins no. team. Actually, okay, the Wild well.
1: advance now, I think you could because, as you so correctly yeah. put it, Phil, they're the one team that's like, the, well, yeah, it's a tough sport, yeah. right? I it's mean, the, yeah. the
0: Wild are the only team that that somehow just can't break through the randomness of the NHL playoffs. It's like every team gets a turn. We should go look and see. In the in the twenty years since the Wild have been to the conference finals, not even Stanley Cup. I'll bet you, I'll bet you eighty percent of the league has been to the conference. The conference finals. It's a great call. I'm going to look that up for a, uh, a show this week.
2: One of the one of the better uh, WWE promos of all time, Judd, is when CM Punk cut one on John Cena, saying how you you amplify Boston and you're the underdog, but now you have you've now jumped underdog. You're a dynasty, and the thing that yep. you root against, you have become like that is what, and that was Punk cut that like 13 years ago and now it's mm-hmm. even jumped the shark even more because like the they've Red won more Sox. championships
1: oh god and now it's it's just ridiculous it's stupid
0: but All right, I'm just making a note <laughs> n- making a note for myself here to, to look that up I mean, Dad, I, you, it's got to be 80% of the league
1: you would take like a championship or two like if Boston said you ah. know what yeah, here, here take a, a Patriots Super Bowl title right you take this one you'd be like thank you so much that's great can't sniff <laughs> anything
0: I'm going to make, I'm going to make a, a U-turn here and give you guys some positive twins vibes here. Oh, guy. Presented by our friends. Speaking of positive vibes, you want your dog, your animal, your cat to feel some positive vibes. How about some Nutrisource chicken and rice like mm-hmm. Maya Mackey? <laughs> the most positive vibes you're going to find in the Mackey household is when it's uh, food time for Maya Mackey. Nutrisource, the official pet and dog food of Score North. The great thing about being Stella the dog is this.
1: While Pop-Pop wants championships, she says, screw championships. You know what? I, I, want, I want my training rewards treats, and she gets them every day. And so Stella right there, she is a Stanley Cup, Lombardi Trophy winning dog because her priorities, they're not based on sports success. They're based on personal and palate success. She loves Nutrisource.
2: Poor little Vinny has a now tricked mom and dad for breakfast. So Vinny, Vinny will eat his—the moment that food hits the ball in the dinner bowl, it's, it's dinner time. It's go. I'm going. Breakfast time, he's turned into a bit of a teenager. He kind of he mutts around the house for an hour or two before he actually gets to his breakfast. And what he actually now has learned, why don't you throw a little bit of a treat on top of my breakfast food, mm, and then I'll eat the so breakfast. Like so now yeah. he's taken the Stella playbook of, hey, dummies— yeah, it's, it's, it's fine, but I want actually a little sprinkle of the NutriSource treat on top of my actual food. It's Genius. Genius
0: play. NutriSourcePetFoods.com to find a NutriSource retailer near you. NutriSourcePetFoods.com. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackie and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. My next statement for you guys. I am here for Byron Buxton, the designated hitter, Okay. Would it be nice to see him roam around the outfield at some point? Yes. I believe one of the front office guys, either Thad, I think it was Thad, said on his radio show this weekend that we're going to at least wait till the weather warms up before we even consider putting him out in center field. Yep. But And again, it's only a one-month sample size here, but he's played in all but two of the Twins games so far. He's played in 26 games. Yep. He has the second-highest OPS of his career, only trailing the 2021 season where he only played 61 games but had a 1,000 OPS. He's just been one of the better hitters, quite frankly, in the league, actually, if you go off OPS. I mean, he has a 143 OPS plus, 100 is average. So he's in the lineup. His bat is clicking. He's not nearly as valuable as a player as he would be if he was roaming center field. But here's the other thing that maybe we don't credit enough. He's 29 years old now. This is his ninth year in baseball. When you're 29 years old, that's when you start to erode speed-wise, when you start to think about moving a Tory Hunter to right field. That was probably more like in his early 30s. But it wouldn't be too far from now where you'd start to think about putting him in a corner spot, especially with a Michael Taylor available too. So, yes, it's a shame that he can't play center field. He's one of the great center fielders of my lifetime. But if this is the plan to get that bat in the lineup, maybe... 135 or 140 times i'm starting to buy into the byron buxton dh plan
1: and with with what he is paid now what's the production like too so so like because i mean we all were surprised when he signed that contract because it's a definite for his overall talents if he's playing the outfield and stealing bases which he doesn't do um it's definitely a bargain But I feel like now, like, it's interesting because there's so much the Twins do that they clearly don't share, and I guess I'm not shocked, right? But I think that the payoff of that contract for what you're getting right now is probably decent. Now, if he had maximized the contract and said, I'm not going to sign unless I get, you know, top dollar, that's a different story. But it feels like, yes, I'm with you, Phil. It would be ideal for him to play. But the fact is, last year, they set a 100-game threshold, which really is not that that much, and he couldn't reach it. So I'm not going to have a a big problem with the fact that they finally went with the Zolgad plan and got a guy in center field who might not be awesome at the plate, but you know what? He's productive enough to play on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So I'm with you. Whatever keeps this guy healthy and playing, they have
0: to do right now. So would you guys... Would you guys consider putting him in the outfield at all in the next thirty think, days? No, I don't think. They, I don't, I don't think they are. I think Thad was.
1: Um, Baldelli was asked about this by by Provis on Saturday, and then on with Thad, he answered Provis's question, which is what you just referenced on Sunday. Baldelli made it sound like there's no real plan here. Like mm. there, there's no grand plan to. I think Thad said that just as far as it sounds good what Rocco said was essentially if and when we do do this he's going to need to ramp up like he has not played out there at, and it's not like he's going out there to work so Baldelli's point was this would be a process to to get him back out, out there i don't think there's any plan right now interesting do you I think, think fine. i mean
0: is it possible that they went into cuz they're they're not the most transparent organization when it comes to correct. injuries and things correct do you think because they kind of they kind of told the media and the fans that yeah he's going to start at DH and then we'll we'll ramp him up at some point right they they've always made it seem like he's going to play center field do you think they've been lying about that yeah. do you think their their main plan was just only break glass in case of emergency like if michael taylor gets hurt then at some point ironically <laughs> maybe yeah. byron buckson has to take over for michael taylor yes that's probably the only scenario at this point at least in the next 30 to 60 days right
1: hey, they, they didn't tell us about the 2022 100-game plan until they were basically forced to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, 100% I think... Do I think that there is no way that he plays out there? No. I think there's probably as as you said, if uh, Taylor gets hurt, there's scenarios. But I think the plan is to not play him there. And, look, he's been hurt so much. If the dude can play, it's hard to complain about it, right? Because it's not like he's breaking the bank.
0: Yeah, if the... if. If you told me, hey, he's going to play in center field, but we can only guarantee you 90 games. Yeah. After that, you're on your own. Or he's not going to play center field, but we can guarantee you 135 games of his bat. You'd say, yeah, oh, God, okay. If
1: he plays out there, too, and he crashes into that damn wall, we're going to torch him. Because now they've sort of created back, the expectation. But 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 he might. Dude, he tried to run over the second baseman on the base <laughs> pass. I know. So Uh, I don't think the Twins are going to want to put themselves in a situation to look really stupid after spending a month-plus appearing to be pretty smart.
2: All right, my next statement. Uh, Sunny side up. Sunny Gray continues to be absolutely phenomenal for the Twins. So I did a pecking order with you guys uh, shortly before the season started of five things that can get Declan back to being bought in on the Twins. And one of the check uh, check items... Uh, checklist items was number one Buxton playing I think I said 130 games what I set the bar at which by the way if he plays DH that's on track to be hitting Mm -hmm. and you write that down I don't know if I wrote that down oh I don't think I I don't think I don't think I don't think I don't think I see it Mm -mm. Mm -mm. uh and another quantifiable thing I wanted to see happen was can one of these starting pitchers step up not just be a nice you know mid-rotation guy can someone be an ace and I thought that would be Joe Ryan. And with all due respect, Joe Ryan's also off to a good start. Sonny Gray has been this team's ace. He's been unbelievable. He's only allowed three earned runs in his six starts. He's actually striking out guys basically at a career high. Um, he, he has kind of hit a new level even into his mid-30s. And I kind of questioned, I don't know if Sonny Gray can have another level. Like, he's a solid pitcher. But is he going to take a Cy Young step level? He has been your ace. If you were going to playoffs tomorrow... He's your number one starter. So he has taken that next step and it's kind of, again, dragged me back into this uh, team that is the Minnesota Twins and believe me a little bit again.
0: And you know what? I agree. If if, if Sonny Gray, I don't I don't think he's going to have a .77 ERA. He will, he will hit a couple rough patches at some point. But, you know, Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, that's a nice little one-two punch. Pablo Lopez might. It's funny because Pablo Lopez might actually be your best starting pitcher when it's all said and done at the end of the year. But the depth. And who knew that they were going to need it a month into the season? Kent Maeda is 35 years old, still has arm problems. It's just not Something going like. well for him. And now Tyler Malley, who had a bum shoulder when they traded for him last year, you know, he was on the injured list like two weeks before they traded for him last summer. Yeah, it's not working. And now he's got some arm problems, but... Bailey Ober as a number 4 starter. They, they've got some dudes they can lean on, and at some point they should probably make a trade as well. So this is the it's the best top of the rotation they've had in years, and it's probably the most depth they've had in their rotation going back a long time. So they can absorb a couple of these. The Malley one hurts the most because he's actually been pretty good when he does pitch. But, but, it's uh, so, yeah. but
1: it's so great because every year in sports we're like, you know, oh, Ober pitched so well in spring training, there's no place for him. Varland... Now it's Kirloff. He's been optioned down again. Where There's no place for him. It always works itself out, baby.
0: (laughs) Yeah, someone always always has something sore, I guess. All right, Judd. All right. I want to do one positive Vikings one, okay?
1: Wow. Off the draft, off of expectations. And my positivity is this. My statement is I can't wait to see it. If you guys recall a year ago, we sat here... And, and had been sold, unfortunately, a bill of goods, about what Ed Donatel was going to bring defensively, right? Like, Steen might be a hybrid safety linebacker. And I talked about this. I sound like a moron now. But we talked about all of the excitement about this versatile Vic Fangio. Boy, they're going to mix things up. And none of it happened. They played a shell. It was about as predictable as possible. Well, take two. I can't wait to see it. Brian Flores, I'm going to have some trust here is going to run a 3-4 that's going to be nothing like what Donatel did, but it is going to utilize all of these players, or I shouldn't say all, a lot of these players in a positionless manner as chess pieces. Mm -hmm. And I think the draft added to the possibility, not saying anyone's going to be a star, um, but I am very excited to see, because as fun as it is to watch a high-flying offense led by Jefferson and Hawkinson and Addison now, um, Watching a good, well-run defense that schemes differently is a lot of fun, too. And I am very excited to see Ryan Flores in a different scheme, but a 3-4, bring what Donatel didn't. Because that's that was one of my greatest uh, disappointments of, the, of 2022 and the 13 wins. Defensively, it was sort of a lost year. Mm-hmm. Like, they just sucked. Um, this is going to be different, I think. And I think, if nothing else, while they might... Give up points and yards. It's going to be done with a far better plan, and I and I am here to watch a defense that looks competent for the first time in a couple years.
0: Yeah, and if you're going to give up points and yards anyways, which is well, because that's the knock right. Well, you know, if if you're too aggressive, you might give up big plays. Okay. Okay. Well, if you sit back in a shell, you give up big plays. So you might as well go down swinging, and you know, maybe as you're giving up some points and some some yardage, maybe you're also turning the ball over you know, getting a, a fluttering interception or something. And the fact that they keep adding versatile defensive backs and, you know, I, at, at some point this year, I could see both Brian Asamoah and Ivan Pace being on the field at the same time, two fast linebackers that are more like safeties in size. Now, you got to be a little careful. you only right. having guys that weigh 230 pounds or less on your defense, but right because uh, they can get caught up in, um, in, in blocks, but. I, I love it. It's a bunch of like moving parts and pieces, and it's going to be more aggressive, and we still have to see what happens with some of the real heavy hitters like Daniil Hunter. But, yes, I am, I'm probably just as excited to watch the Flores defense in a few months from now than I am to watch year two of KOC's offense.
1: I, I think of all of the, the horrific statistics defensively that we saw from the Vikings last season, like the most telling one was Harris and Smith never blitzing. Mm-hmm. Like that. So sit back there, Harrison. Just that's chill. malpractice. And yes, I think he had like four or five picks. But you know what? Here's one of the most creative players. And yes, he's older, but he's still in damn good shape. And to just be like, yeah, just play the shell. Yeah, you gotta be an idiot.
0: Agreed. So there's your statements here, Minnesota sports with Mackie and Judd, and uh, you can check out. We did a full sort of. You know, Deep breath, exhale recap of the draft and draft weekend and some of the things that pertain to the Vikings' future on Purple Daily today and also on the Purple Daily podcast and YouTube channel. It's week two of the all-new Purple Daily on draft with our guy Old Dex Tweets and two draft nerds in Thor Nystrom and Tyler Fornis talking about the Vikings' new quarterback, backup quarterback, uh, Jaron Hall today. So. All kinds of stuff for you. We'll see you tomorrow here on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd.